Welcome back to Your 1230, the only podcast where our guests tell their story with the help of 12 questions in just 30 minutes. I'm your host, Mike Salitro, and today we are joined by Jim Lee. We're very excited to speak to Jim. As Jim Lee uh, received his Bachelor of Science degree in economics from UCLA in 2010 and started his career as an inside sales representative for LoopNet CoStar. Now, through real estate syndication, he's invested in over 600 units in the past two years. We has participated as a general partner and a limited partner. Jim, welcome. We are uh, thrilled to be speaking with you. Thanks for having me on the show, Mike. Of course, of course. And I want to get to the exciting stuff, uh, the real estate syndication and the 600 plus units that you are invested in. But before we do that, do you remember that first day at, at LoopNet and CoStar? And did you have a background in real estate or what was it like walking into that office? Mm. Great question. So uh, to start off, yeah, I, I didn't have any real estate background before I started working for LoopNet and CoStar. Um, like you said, I graduated back in uh, UCLA back in 2010. And as you may know, um, that was right after the 2008 subprime mortgage crash, followed by the 2010 European debt crisis. So it was really difficult for me to uh, find a job right off the college. Was fortunate enough to land a job as an inside sales at LoopNet, and that's kind of how propelled my real estate career. Um, basically, you know, I was able to speak to real estate investors, agents, lenders, property manager on a daily basis, yeah. and learn the importance of having multiple stream of income. And that's when I started to acquire real estate for additional passive income. Very nice. Very nice. I asked, I had a similar start to real estate myself and I had no background and I had no idea what I was talking about. So in that, in that role, we were having those conversations one after another every day. Did you, did you, did you have kind of a script that you went to? Did you rely on who you were talking to? How did you get through that? That first, you know, that first batch of, of calls? Absolutely. So I didn't have any sales background either. Um, <laughs> I went through, I don't know, I lost count, maybe hundreds of interviews, got really good at selling myself. And eventually that's how I landed inside sales role <laughs> in, in the interview. So um, like you said, I, I followed the script when I first started, um, took my job really serious because I, I was jobless for about a year and a half uh, in between uh, be before finding LoopNet. And so I didn't, I didn't want to go back to you know, that stage ever again. So I worked my butt off, uh, took, took the, the work really serious, took, took it home, study the materials. And uh, eventually, you know, you kind of drift away from the script because you, you get, you start to build confidence. And from there, you, uh, you, you know, you, 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 you learn more, like, as I take the materials home, I, I started to learn more about real estate investing on my own uh, self, pretty much all self-taught with the cap rates and things that you, you hear on a daily basis when you invest in real estate. Very nice. And uh, I think that's, that's good advice for real estate or kind of getting started anywhere is that learn the fundamentals, learn the basics, understand what is uh, uniform or what can be applied to multiple situations, work hard, make it your own, and then apply it to uh, the different situations that come up. So I think that's, that's kind of speaks to how you're able to get to where you have in the last decade and kind of fast forwarding. Uh, real estate syndication. How did you get started there? And just to take a step backward, for anybody listening who may not know what that means, how do you describe it to somebody who's uh, not in that world? Sure. So once I get started acquiring my first real estate, eventually I build a sustain sustainable real estate portfolio that I managed to break away from my W two job and started a career in real estate syndication, like you discussed, you talked about. A real estate syndication is basically a partnership between investors who pool their resources into one single investment, 
this allows you to invest in multi-million dollar deals like multifamily properties, which is the asset class I am currently in, uh, or any commercial buildings, you know, industrial, office build, building, things like that. Um, syndication pretty much eliminate much of the the risk while sharing the in the upside. The property generates an income, then that income gets split amongst all the investors. It's a win-win scenario for everyone. That's that's a good description, um, and it's something that I feel has become much more prevalent over the last probably three to five years for sure, um, and because of the reasons you describe. Is there is there has it become more accessible to many? Is it just becoming more regular? Why do you feel like that it's become popular? You mentioned that the win-win obviously that helps, uh, but I do feel that in the last five years you see it much more frequently, and you probably stop you know three people on the street and two of them are either involved or they know what it is and they're trying to get get involved into a syndication. I think a lot of people, especially the beginners, they want to get into real, the real estate game for the passive income, right? That's the number one goal. Everybody wants to create multiple stream of income. And once they get into it, <laughs> they realize, okay, I don't want to be an active investor. I don't want to be fixing toilet. I don't want to run background check on tenants. I don't want to collect rent. I don't want to deal with all that stress. So that's where syndication investors meet, right? Because they want to be more passive. They want to focus on, you know, um, doing what they do best, right? Whether it's being an engineer, being a doctor, being a lawyer, um, that's where they make most of their money. They don't want to manage a, a side business, real estate side business, um, and have to deal with all that. And that's where syndication comes in because ultimately that's what you're when you invest in a syndication, you're investing it as a passive investor. You have, you're you're not making the business decision, uh, the day to day operation. Um, it's the syndicators, the opera, the general partners that's making all the decisions. I, I love that do what you do best point. That I think that either investment or whatever your day to day, whatever your main source of income, everyone should have multiple. Uh, understand where your skills are, what you can do best, and what your best financial return on on those skills are so as you say if you're a doctor lawyer focus there make your money there and if you want to have other streams go ahead and do it but you should not i guess pretend that you're a professional because you're a professional in other areas of your life like they are full-time full education full experience roles um, i do want to get into the passive income piece because i get into uh, different levels of uh, conversations slash arguments with people over that term passive. So we'll get into that next. Sure. Um, but I want to ask first, um, without managing the property, being the landlord, how is that done in a syndication? Is there property management uh, firms that are used? Are there some people in the syndication? What have you seen that's successful? So people are wondering, yeah, that sounds great. I, I don't want to do any of that stuff, but who does that for them? Yeah. So great question. Um, the reason why I got into syndications because after, you know, uh, acquiring my very first deal, which is a two bedroom, one bathroom condo, I did everything from A to Z. I, you know, run the background check, everything I mentioned earlier, you know, collect rent, do the maintenance. And then I realized, okay, I got to automate this. Uh, I don't want to be working in the business. I want to be working on the business. And so, um, I started to delegate tasks, right? De uh, find vendors, uh, find reliable contractors uh, in case something breaks down. And I started to hire, you know, look outside of, you know, maybe potentially source property managers to help me look over my properties. And then I realized if I'm doing all this, why not scale it? Why not think bigger? Why not scale it? 
right? And and then that's how I came across syndication and multifamily. And because ultimately syndication is you're just doing it on a bigger scale, right? You still need all the the piece the component, all these pieces, right? Like you still need a property management company, you still need a real estate agent, um, lenders, and and so forth. Um, it's a team collected effort. At the end of the day, you know, um, these are all the pieces that you still need, whether you're investing in a single family resident versus a hundred plus unit apartment building. The only difference is the scalability, right? You can have one pro- a single family resident, one roof, right? And then you can have a hundred plus unit apartment building with three roofs. It's a lot easier to scale with a hundred plus units because you just need to take care of three roofs and you can have hire one on-site manager to take care over a hundred plus units. Versus if you build like single family residence portfolio, you have up to 10 houses, you're not going to have higher 10 on-site managers, right? And you have to deal with 10 roofs on, on top of that. So that's the scalability part. But also you're able to attract more sophisticated people, right? When you're dealing with a hundred plus unit apartment building, you're you're dealing with, you know, the best real estate, you know, commercial real estate agents in the market. And um, you're able to establish that relationship with them and also lenders and property managers. You're able to attract all these more, you know, high, you know, more sophisticated. So I think that's 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 the beauty about syndication, right? Um it's it that and 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 it's not not only does it work well on the operation side, but it also works for the investor. And that's why what I mean by win-win. And I think that that you nailed it. You had me when you basically automate, delegate, scale. I think you need to go and generally that's probably the best uh, order to take those things. That first of all, what can I take off of my plate without uh, finding uh, another another person, another salary, somebody else? Uh, what can I automate without kind of thinking about putting the same effort? And then building that team. You talk about agents, uh, lenders, other professionals who I can bring in to delegate some of the things that either I might not be good at. I can have a better return on my time. And then start scaling. The the apartment examples building is wonderful. That the effort for a hundred single families is probably you know out you know, is exponentially greater than that hundred unit building. So when you start looking at things, being able to take a, take a step back and it goes back to where we started, uh, you know, studying what you what you can, knowing uh, the fundamentals, and then um, extrapolating it from there. So I think that that's a wonderful example. Um, so let's get into that passive income piece. When you are talking, and I'll take a step back. We are talking here about finance, real estate, investment. We're not giving anyone specific uh, investment advice, but we are we're talking about things that uh, might be helpful in, in those uh, in those areas. So, with that in mind, um, passive income means different things to different different folks. Do do you help people understand what it looks like on a day to day and a long term basis? What they can expect to see as far as returns, as far as effort, uh, or you know, do they have a good idea beforehand, or is it a little bit of everything when, when you're working with your clients? Well, if you're talking about in terms of syndication, that's the topic, right? Um, Yeah, absolutely. Um, The way how syndication usually works is that you have, we we buy a commercial property, which is 100 plus units, and we hold it for five years. And what we, we don't promise because that that would be the wrong thing to do. But what we project on uh, our um, Projection is basically, you know, at the end of five-year hold period, we're going to 2x your money back, 2x equity. Uh, On top of that, you're also going to get 8% passive income, cash on cash return every year. Um, And so that's how it looks. But what I want to set the expectation to let the, you know, investors know that when we invest in an apartment, 
once we took over the project, it takes time to stabilize the building, right? Once you take new management, there's going to, to be turnovers and we're going to evict the tenants. We're going to renovate property, uh, the units to add value. Um, so you're most likely not going to, going to see that cash flow in the first year. However, um, if you invest in a syndication deal with the with the term PREF return, what that means is that even if you don't get that 8% the first year, let's just say you get paid 1% the first year, that 7% that you didn't get, it accumulates to the next year. So next year, by next year, we'll owe you 15% and so forth. So that's the beauty of, of preferred return. And, um, you know, it's investing in a multifamily syndication the beauty is that not only do you get the upside at the very end once we sell the property but you also get a pretty st steady uh stream of income uh passive income over time and how are we going to make up for the you know the preferred return that the earlier the passive income that we didn't get paid they didn't get paid out in the first year well typically we you know once we have a capital event like in uh, year 2 or 3 when we refi the property once we add enough value that's when you'll get a good chunk of your money and then also when we sell the building okay thank you for walking us through that i think it makes it a lot more uh attainable and understandable when, when you put it in those terms and walk through that the five-year time period how did you come up on the five years or where does that come from that's just a standard um we're as syndicator we're confident that if we hold the property for five years and we continue to add value whether it's uh you know uh build more amenities or, you know, just renovate the units in general, we're confident that we're going to, we, we can 2x your money. Once we are able, you know, over time, not only does the appreciation and on and, and the forced appreciation, that's, that's why we're so confident. And if we don't get two extra money back by the end of five years, we'll just hold it for longer until we hit that business plan. But usually it, it, it doesn't take longer than that. I've seen deals where we are able to 2x the equity multiple in year two, year three. And if we're able to do that, pretty much that's our business plan, right? Where if we're able to hit that target, we'll sell the property right away. Excellent. Okay. Thank you for, for that. You mentioned uh, add value to properties by amenities, by mm -hmm. adding things to the building that were not there before or making it a more desirable place to live or work, mm -hmm. as well as refinancing after a couple of years. We're in a market now where we're seeing rates higher than they were two or three years before. And, you know, I would say it's safe to bet that we're not sure where rates are going to be in three, six, 12 months. How are you, how are you forecasting that? What, what have you um, been talking with your, your partners, your people who are investing with you when, when they ask, if they ask questions about, well, what's, what's next year going to look like? What's 48 months going to look like? How are, how are you kind of walking them through it to understand uh, what the, what the five years likely is going to be, what it could be and how you're um, helping them get to the point they want to. Yeah. So, you know, we just keep up the, with the news and, you know, as, as syndicator, we always have to be very, uh, you know, basically on top of everything, like uh, where the market is head shifting, where it's heading. And we we're constantly studying, st also studying what markets to invest in. So those are great questions. I think, you know, with the interest rates going up, what, what, what we tell our investors that, you know, the Fed is planning on raising more interest rate, and we don't see that slowing down anytime this year. So we we always put out conservative measure by raising more capital, more than we need, have additional reserves, so we can get through the the downtimes, like what we're going through right now, right? 
um, we don't want to overshoot ourselves. Um, so we always have additional reserves and, and that's, that's one, one way of mitigating the risk, um, and, and, and letting the investors know that their money is, is going to be in good, good, good hands, because typically these multifamily apartment buildings, it, it's, it's very rare to default. Um, back in 2008, more, uh, subprime mortgage crash, we had 4% of the homes that went into foreclosure and only 0.4% of multifamily apartments went into foreclosure. So it's a very, very stable asset. And that makes sense. And that's part of doing your best to inform and teach, educate your, your folks that you're investing with you, as well as to have uh, risk mitigated uh, mitigation factors in place. So uh, well done there. And thank you for walking us through that. Um, <clears throat> you talked about, we both have brought up working with top professionals, building that strong team, letting everyone kind of do what they do best because not everyone wants to uh, be in the seat that you're in kind of pulling all the, all the levers working on the business. Some people want to work in the business. So how have you been able to identify who is good at uh, these certain things, bring them onto your team and then working as, as a unit going forward? Um, I know that's one thing that uh, people are always trying to get better at, trying to uh, bring the top professionals, the the top folks to their team. And sometimes doesn't always work out that way. So how have you had success and how could you help others uh, when they're looking to to build those around them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I believe big on you are who you attract. And so um, if you continue to attract the wrong people, well, you got to look deep on your, in, in yourself and, and change something about yourself, right? Um, that's something that I had to go through, uh, you know, in my younger days. And so for what I can tell you is that, you know, in, for me, in order to syndicate my first deal, which is, you know, I did that last year and two deals. Um, I didn't have any track record or, you know, experience indicating any deal. So there, it was really difficult for me to do, to, to get off the, the ground. Um, but I constantly put myself out there to go networking uh, at events and also join mastermind groups. That's, that helps as well. Cause you surround yourself with people, like-minded people. And once you get into involved with these groups and, and so forth, you'll, you'll realize that, you know, everybody's in this game to help each other out. Right, and, and, and when it comes to when it comes to real estate investment, um, you know, because the more you help people win, the more other people is going to help are going to help you win as well. And so, uh, I was fortunate enough to find a business partner who's syndicated for about ten plus years, and through his network, I was able to syndicate my first two deals last year. And um, you know, I think I think joining mastermind group was definitely worth the investment because I always had this mindset of okay, I have this money, I got to go invest in real estate, but I never thought about investing in myself. And that's another thing that I would I would I would you know that that's my answer to you is to um, you know invest in yourself and it'll, it'll pay dividends. That's that's a great starting point to kind of build yourself up so you can identify those folks and then put yourself in the same room, masterminds, mentoring, so you attract, as you said, those that you should be attracting, want to attract, and pull everybody forward together. Um, I always love talking to people about uh, their partnerships, mentors, those relationships, how they were able to build those, because those generally will also exponentially uh, yield greater results when it's more than just one plus one, or you've got two partners that work really well together. How, how did you guys meet? How are you kind of playing off each other's strengths and what's, what's next for you guys? 
Yeah. So when I first started uh, getting involved with syndication, I knew that I had one piece of the puzzle, which is being able to raise capital because I had I had created this uh, list of investors that have been following up with ever since I became a realtor back in 2019. Um, And so when I met him, it was it just clicked because uh, I met him at a, an event called Investor Summit. It's it's the biggest event that um, the Real Estate Guy radio show hosts. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, with them. Uh, it's it's a show run by Robert Helms and Russell Gray. And uh, it's we met at Belize. It's a it's a very, you know, long trip. It's like 10 days. Um, costs like 10 grand to be there. But you, you get all these heavy hitters like Robert Kiyosaki, Ken McElroy, and all these George, George Gammon people, you know, at over at the event just to learn from each other and so forth. And so when we met, he 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 does everything by himself <laughs> he did everything from a to z um basically he can raise capital he sources the deal underwrites the deal manages the deal and close the deal and so forth and it's got it's gotten to a point where he he, he has five kids and it's gotten to a point where he's running <laughs> out of time <laughs> yeah so he was he, he had to delegate uh but he, his fear was finding the wrong partner like everybody else right and so um I think I think what how how we clicked is because of how transparent I am, and he really liked that. Um, because I'm a straight shooter, I, I don't hide anything. If I don't have anything to show, I'm you know I, I tell him, hey, this is what I what I'm at, and this is what I can offer. And he liked it, and that's how we became business partner. And um, it's it, it and and he's been in the industry for you know like I said, ten plus years. So his network is even fast like way way much greater than me since i just started and so i think it, it was through his network that we are able to syndicate a deal in florida together that that's 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 a wonderful example because you mentioned that some people they have not had the pleasure or the luck of finding that right partner and they are doing all of those things themselves some people are even good at a majority of those things or perhaps everything but if finding the right person like yourself uh, can take some of the the tasks off of his plate and allow you to do what you're good at. Now you, you're focusing on the things that are important. And in his case, uh, spend more time with his family or, you know, other, other, other areas of interest. So that's, that's, that's a really good example kind of illustrating, illustrating that and how the one plus one there is, is way more than two. Mm-hmm. And also I want to highlight the how much more common these events are where you have that collaborative atmosphere. You have people who are paying a high ticket price. They are spending a lot of time away from their desk. They are all there with the mindset, the idea that we are here as a group to kind of pull everybody forward to make make everyone better at the end of the 10 days than when we got here. You know, it's not, I'm going to keep all my secrets to myself. I'm not going to share anything. I'm not going to, I'm going to kind of hoard all the information and help anybody. Like everyone there is kind of trying to pull everybody forward. And I think we're going to see more and more of that. And well, unfortunately that's not everybody that's becoming a larger number of people. And when, when more people win, it just becomes a better atmosphere, especially in working in vehicles like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of changing gears a moment when we first started, or we first talked, one of the things that we talked about was uh, your mentality on on being a saver in general or uh, having that uh, kind of looking forward and thinking about uh, the risk mitigation piece we talked about, but having that saver's mentality, where does that come from and how does that uh, creep its way into your business every day? 
Yeah, great question. Um, so I was born and raised in Taiwan with a saver's mentality. Uh, in Asian culture, uh, we've been taught if you can't pay for something, you can't afford it. <laughs> so in our mind, debt is slavery and cash is freedom, which is complete opposite of what uh, you know the consumerism culture in America. Um, so a little background on that. My first deal, I, it was actually a short sale. Um, it took me a year to close that two bedroom, one bathroom condo. And it, I, it was like all cash offer. Um, after acquiring that real estate, I, I realized there's so much that I don't know about real estate. <laughs> so I, I picked up the purple Bible, uh, rich dad, poor dad written by Robert Kiyosaki. And as you, I'm pretty sure you've read it. And, you know, he talked about a lot about using debt as leverage and why would you not use debt and so forth. And that's when I learned the importance of having, uh, that's when I learned that there's good debt and bad debt, right? And you want to always leverage the good debt and get rid of the bad debt, which is the credit card bills and so forth. And, and that always it's it's always at the back of my head <laughs> because that's the that's the the one of the biggest lessons I learned from investing in real estate the first lesson um, and 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 it was it was tough because coming from a savers mentality you you you're comfortable you live in this little bubble and you 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 feel like okay if I, if I like if I can just live comfortably uh, debt free why would I ever need to borrow but the reality is you know. As you continue to grow and expand, you're going to need to use other people's money, whether it's the bank's money or the investor's money. You know, it's it, that's that's the game we're playing. Yeah, you're absolutely right that you're going to hit. It's a good mentality to have for sure that if it's you don't have the cash, you don't have the money, you don't have the means that stay away from it. But you're going to hit a ceiling. You're going to hit an end point because you're you're only going to be able, in most cases, to to fund so many uh, deals. You're only going to be able to have so much capital. You'll come to a come to that natural endpoint much faster. Whereas if you identify what good debt is, you're responsible, you have the risk mitigation piece in place, you can leverage those things and likely have a, a better return, have a larger portfolio than back to the way we first talked about, multiple different ways to bring income in. That's really what you want to do, especially uh, in a real estate market where uh, it's evolving, it's changing, it's whatever you want to call it, uh, that there are multiple factors. So if you can be in the game multiple different ways, you've got a better likelihood of success. So I think that that story really illustrates it, that, you know, here's where I came from. This made sense. This is how I was brought up. But then, uh, you know, I read the book, which uh, I read and agree with you that, Hey, there's, there might be a little different way to do this. Here's how I can do it. And then I'm surrounding myself with people who have done it that way. And together we're going further. So I love it. Uh, we are coming up on time already somehow. So uh, I will try to end here. We've talked a lot about what your uh, professional day-to-day -day looks like, what, you, what you've done in real estate over the last almost 15 years. What do you do to rewind, to relax? How do you kind of take time for yourself uh, when, you, when you're not syndicating or when you're not uh, putting real estate deals together? Yeah, I, you know, one of my hobbies is just to go out hiking um, and snowboarding and so forth. Do anything that help, helps keep my mind fresh and, and sometimes take, take a little break, take a little vacation because we all need that at the end of the day. You know, I think it's, it's, a, it's a good way to hit a reset button and, and, and to, to give your mind freshen up so that you come back and you, you're able to tackle on more stuff. I feel like sometimes we work on on or in the business and we get so stressed out and we 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 lose track of what's important in life. And that's something that I I've, I've always tell myself, hey, like I got into this business for a reason. Um, 
not only am I going to be able to help myself create uh, financial freedom for myself, but I'm also going to help others like my family and friends do it, but it's going to take time. And I just need to be patient because that's where real estate is going to help us create wealth, but in a slow, you know, it, we, we'll, we'll get rich, but we'll, we'll get rich slowly. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think the vacation part is is a big thing that if you're, in a job working just to get to the vacation, you're going to burn out. It's not going to work out. But if you are in a point where you you kind of are, let's say, earning those vacations, but it's something to look forward to for a, a time to kind of recharge and to get back at it, like that, that's where you want to be. That if you're living for those weekends, living for the vacations, you're probably doing the wrong thing. But as, as you say, if you're you're really working and then you're taking this time away to to recharge, especially when you're taking ten days on a beautiful locale like that to to learn from others, it's kind of the best of both worlds. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have an upcoming trip, or where are you headed to next? Um, no, not 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 this time. Um, I I actually went through went to a, a lot of them uh, in the past two years. That now I'm just building my business. <laughs> but the next, the last one I went with uh, was Race Fest, um, run by uh, Hunter Thompson. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. And uh, this year, I think the the next event I probably will end up going is uh, one of uh, the syndication event run by Real Estate Guy Radio Show. Very nice. Very nice. And Jim, where can our listeners connect with you? Uh, where can they learn more or if they want to uh, kind of get involved? Which, which, where can they go? What should they do? Uh, they can check out my website, formosainvesting.com. Uh, I wrote a sh- short 20-pager ebook of all the mistakes I learned, I, I, I made <laughs> as a real estate investor. So you don't have to make them. <laughs> um, and then they can also check uh, my social media links, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, at Formosa Investing. Excellent. So we will post all that. Thank you for sharing the book. Uh, if I were to put pen to paper, my book would be longer than 20 pages. So I always appreciate when uh, people help others say, don't make the same mistakes that I did. I, as you said, being transparent is really valuable and it's not everybody. So that's that's great that you do that and um, you know learn from Jim has gotten uh, to a place in a relatively short amount of time. So read those twenty pages, uh, take the things that he's learned and build off them. Uh, Jim, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a blast. Is there anything I didn't ask you that I probably should have tonight before I let you go? No, everything was good. You know, it was a great question, and it's it's been a pleasure to be on your show. Likewise, this has been fun, and I look forward to doing it again down the line. 